Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Seven out of ten for the entire tournament. And Joan strikes first for France in the semi-final. It's France three, New Zealand nil. Mordon for Menage once more. Driving down and Roman Menage scores for France. The opening try in the semi-final goes to the French number eight. Feed the scrum five metres out. In fact, they'll get the free kick. And away they go. And off they go to the left. And that big wide ball for Flula. Flula in the corner. Assassin strikes. Bordon for Vignier. They won't stop Gabriel Vignier. They're close to the line though. And France strike back. This time New Zealand will clear away from that breakdown ball. Out the back for Demand. Holmes into the line. The Kiwi fullback again goes hard into the ground for Tui and Flew to the chase. Tui bearing down on Boulard. Oh, there's a juggle. And Tui's in for New Zealand. She stayed in the fight, they're going to check, but looks as if Ruby Tui may have scored. New Zealand funnel it back. Fitzpatrick on the angle, Fitzpatrick crashes over, and Teresa Fitzpatrick put New Zealand in front for the first time. This is going to be a penalty for France in a very kickable position with a minute to play and a point in it. Caroline Girard, she's pushed it wide! Time now to talk about the best game of rugby I thought. Um, I've seen in a long, long time. The, the tension, the drama, that last 30 minutes. Oh, I just couldn't handle it. I, I'm wondering how next guest, Melody Robinson, former Blackfern, handled it. Mel, what a match of rugby. Yeah, we think it is the best uh, women's rugby match we've ever seen played, uh, particularly World Cup level, no doubt about that. It was ridiculous. I was sitting there with uh, a lot of the former Blackferns uh, upstairs and you know, just absolutely entranced by every second of it because the tackles, we were up right upstairs and you could still hear the force of a lot of the defence, which was just crazy. Um, and then, you know, that last moment when when France got the penalty, we all looked at each other like, oh, this is just the worst thing ever. And then the crowd booed very loudly and uh, Caroline Duran, unfortunately, the pressure got to her. She absolutely... I mean, I don't know. She probably is not going to live that one down for quite some time. So I feel for her. But wow, what a game! I, I, the, the thing that got me was, I don't normally get tired just watching rugby, but at the end of that, I was just so drained. And it was like the players from both sides it was life depend on you type of rugby for for a full half hour. It was just run and gun and relentless. Look, uh, we had a stats presentation on Friday at Rugby World Cup Limited meeting from um, Nigel, who is the uh, lead to um, competitions, Nigel Cass, for World Rugby. 
And on average, the ball in play is around about the same as the Men's World Cup, but there are other stats underneath that which show that it's a different product. So ruck speed, um, um, pushing the ball in offloads, um, line breaks and tackle breaks. So what, what the women's game is also doing is they make decisions that you don't in traditional men's rugby, which is around the quick tap and not taking the options at kicking at goal. And you saw that from Kendra Coxedge. I mean, you know, some of those quick taps she took, we were like, slow it down. You can actually kick for, you know, the line out and stuff, but they didn't. They just accelerated the game. France played exactly the same way. It was, it was awesome to watch. They've got great attacks as well, but actually it was the best attack against the best defence in the competition, those two matching up against each other and just produce the best bet call of rugby of the weekend. I want to pick on some players. I want to I want to pull some out. And I finished that game and I thought the Black Ferns don't win that without their skipper. Ruhe Demant was unreal. Yeah, she's just stepped up beyond anything under Wayne Smith and Graham Henry's tutelage. It's like she's suddenly been able to play a game where she's using that big brain of hers. She's a lawyer in real life. She assesses things extremely quickly and she makes very good decisions. She's also really good at running with the ball and attacking the line hard. She does that more often than the majority of first fives uh, in the women's competition. Um, And she does it because she knows that her whole team is invested in playing a game where they're hitting the line and looking for the offloads for those half gaps. So you're right, she had a great game. She's also got a good kicking game um, as well. So she is an all-round player. Awesome. Oh, now this next one, Maya Kawanakolani Roos, uh, this mm-hmm. this young woman, this physical presence, uh, and looks like a great rooster off the field as well. What a dominant performance from her in that pack! It's ridiculous how good this athlete has got. She only debuted for the Black Ferns at the end of last year, um, and her athleticism is there for everybody to see. She just keeps going and going at the same pace the entire time. Her stack are unbelievable if you look at, you know, her hitting rucks in the first three offensively and defensively, how she makes all of those tackles and she's hitting all up as well. She's ridiculously good and looks to me like she's got quite a calm, level head on her as well. So um, definitely has to be in contention for breakout player of the year because she's been unbelievable. Locks, you don't usually, you know, notice them, but this one, wow, what an impact she's made. Yeah. On on the other side, Portia Woodman, unutilised, pretty much unseen apart from a couple of kick returns. Was that effective French defence not letting the ball get to her? Or was there, I felt like the Black Ferns underutilised, you know, a real strike weapon. Yeah, I think what the Black Ferns showed uh, was that they were trying to take them on in the pack. They were looking to earn the right to go wide. Um the issue here is that this is the best defensive team in the competition and, you know, particularly um, Escudero uh, making a heck load of tackles and fouls. So those who have now moved into second and third of most tackles made in this competition and that's off the back of a team that's actually won games over uh, this competition. So it just shows you how much of a work rate they have and then their midfield uh, combination in there. Um, Vernier, second five eight had one of the best games um, around. She was absolutely outrageous on attack and D. So yeah, I think I think the Black Ferns trying to take them on. Uh, they did 
okay to get parity in most of the occasions, but that French four-pack definitely um, was too strong for them to try and set up the next lot of phases, which meant they'd get the ball to Porsche. So really interesting, um, but we'll probably see something else this weekend, Staffy, because in that English-Canadian game, if you looked at how England set up their defence, they had a really uh, shallow defence and there was quite a bit of space out wide. And so there could be the argument to say that you should release the ball right to the edge of the field quite early in this match against England in the final just to test that defence out there because they, they definitely were not spread out across the field like France were. And France on attack, their attacking is one off, two off, cut back, one off, two off, don't really utilise their back line. And that's a similar type system that England run, but England are probably just a little bit better at it again than France. Do we have the wherewithal to stop that direct nature of England? Well, that's just going to be up to the forwards. They're going to have to um, push up, fan out, push up together on D and really physically smash people. And I think we actually have seen that. We've seen them do that against Wales. We've seen them do that against France in this one. A couple of the times, um, you know, people like Georgia Ponce will have a look at some of her missed tackles and go, right, I've got to sort that out and, you know, get my defensive systems more aggressive this this final. Um, But it's going to be 100% on that pack. So they're going to have to lift because it will be all of those big forwards from England. We know what their pattern is. We know that they're going to hit it up in those one-offs. So they're just going to have to match it. I said last week that there's no doubt that the Black Ferns have improved since that nightmare Northern Hemisphere tour last week, uh, last year, I should say. And if they were at, I don't know, 40, 50% of potential 12 months ago, um, have we had long enough th- for them to reach 100? Even though that was an amazing performance and a gutsy win in the weekend, I still feel like they're only probably 80%. Uh, another step in improvement will be 90%. I just feel like we needed maybe two more games to, to, to really have the full confidence to take on England. Where do you think they are at on potential? Well, they beat France, who beat them in the last four test matches. I think that France was probably the bigger, bigger bogey team out of them and England. Um, so I think that the confidence that they'll get from that match doesn't matter. If they won it through a missed kick at the end, they still won. Um, so I think they'll be feeling very confident and really good. The key with them will just be about nerves because there's quite a few young girls in that team. You know, they don't have a lot of test match experience. However, if they're able to get their brains into the game where they're absolutely smashing everybody on D, um, that will give them again another step up. As soon as you physically dominate somebody in a tackle, you're on, you're on. And plus it's a final. So I just, I think they're going to put everything out there. They're going to enjoy themselves. Um, And I think at the end of the day, if they play their best game they can, it wouldn't matter if they won or lose, if they played the best game. So... Um, I'm confident that they're going to do really well against England. And actually, I think England's form has been a bit hot and cold in the last two test matches. So let's just wait and see. If if Canada can put pressure on England, then absolutely New Zealand can. Mm. Talking to Melody Robinson. Mel, I thought also after that game... Like, I've, I've long thought, well, I'm tired of people comparing the men's game and the women's game. Now, they're both games of rugby, but they both played very, very differently. I feel, mm-hmm. I, I really hope and I feel, I've separated the two for a long time. There's men's rugby and women's rugby. And, um, you know, women don't kick it as far. So the, the kicking is less. You don't see those battles for territory with the 60-metre kicks that we see in the men's game. They just tuck and run. And, and I love that. Is it time to 
and and I hope the rest of the public can just say that's women's rugby and that's men's rugby. Let's not count the people in the stands. Let's not count how big and fast they all are. They stand apart. Hmm. Well, you will see the kicking game of 60, 70 metres this weekend with Emily Scarrett because she's got the biggest boot in the game and England will pay, play a traditional style of rugby which is more akin to how um, you would see the English men play uh, in a tight competition. So, so actually for the traditionalists, they're going to get what they want from the English team. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it is, it's going to be that. Um, they're that good at all of their basics, England. Uh, and at the same time, you'll probably see one of the biggest counter-attacking um, uh, kick receipt um, replies from New Zealand. So you're going to get a bit of everything on Saturday night. Hey, that's why the tickets were sold out by the next morning, right? Mm. So isn't it great? Sell out, sell out mm. at Eden Park for a Women's Rugby World Cup final. This is just awesome to see. Right, I'm going to make you a bookmaker for 30 seconds. Who's the favourite? Mm-hmm. Who's the favourite for the final? If you, if it was your hard-earned cash going on and, and you remove all of the emotion, who's in the best position to win this Test match, win this well, World you've, Cup? You've got to say England because of their successive win rate, their cap experience. I've got so many international caps um, in that in that team, and you know all the tools that you need to win a World Cup. One of them is experience under pressure. Um, they've also got very balanced team. They've got world-class players. Uh, Helen Rowland, if she gets selected at fullback again, she showed, well, she's got an amazing running game, uh, kick return as well. So it has to be England, but it should be a very tight margin. Awesome, Mel. I know you'll be frothing it all of this week. Um, the whole of the country is going to get right behind it. And we've turned some stars, uh, we've turned some players into stars, and they've richly deserved it. The hard work's really evident. It was in the semi final, and um, can't wait for the World Cup final, Mel. Uh, enjoy your week. Will do. Thank you. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.